Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Mental Health. I'm Lakshmi Kothanath. I'm Dr. Hamad Al-Sinawi. And today our topic is addictions. Addiction can mean many things, so how would you define it? What exactly are we concerned about here? Well, basically, when we, uh, before we start, I should declare that I'm not a specialist in addiction, so I don't treat patients who are addicted to substances, be it alcohol or drugs. But I'm going to speak from my general knowledge as a psychiatrist who came across people who have mental health problems as related or you know, second to addiction. So they will, they will see the, the addiction specialists, they might develop another mm. health problem, they'll come to me. So mm. this is very important for me to declare that I don't see patients with addiction in my clinic. However, I Mental came across... issues. Yes. So uh, going back to your question, addiction is uh, any form of compulsive or repetitive behavior that goes beyond the, the norm and it can cause even uh, negative consequences. For example, the traditional understanding, people talk about addiction and we immediately think drugs and alcohol, but apparently there are also addictive behavior. So you can be addicted to coffee, for example, if you take it too frequently to the point that it causes harm, being it increased heart rate or stomach problem or feeling anxiety. People talk about workaholics, Mm -hmm. so people who are addicted to work so you don't have a social life you spend too much time at work to the point that so your social and physical and mental health is affected there is also uh, especially now with covid again a new addiction uh, appeared to the surface because staying at home some people got addicted to using the internet mm-hmm. social media video gaming addicted to um, uh, exercise because uh, we could see young men who's who are going to the gym more beyond the norm so there is a buzz from being uh, a bodybuilder so people would share their photos in instagram and other social media and you could see they are hungry for comments and impressive other people and uh, if we go to the science behind addiction this is related to the idea that's the brain has a chemical nose known as dopamine. Dopamine is related to motivation, related to uh, giving us a buzz about doing certain things. It gives us a sense of happiness. So if we do a certain activity, we feel happy. But uh, if we overdo it, the brain, this, or we take drugs, for example, that destroys the normal release of dopamine in the body. So that's why when people stop taking drugs or stop doing those behaviors, they experience what we call withdrawal symptoms. They feel uh, unmotivated, they feel sad, they feel miserable to the point that they need to go back to that addictive substance or behavior to feel happier again. Okay. And what leads them to that stage? Now, this is a very interesting question, and uh, up to now, there isn't a clear explanation why would anybody become an addict. So, one of, usually when we talk about mental health, we talk about biological, uh, psychological, and social reasons. So, sometimes uh, the usual story is that people with addiction might have some kind of genetic predisposition. So, people, uh-huh. if you are if anybody in the family, if one of the parents is a drug addict, mm. there is a higher chance that children might have a similar issue. Now, this is, is it, debatable. Is it genetics or environmental? This is a debate. Yes. So, is it genetic or debatable? But this yeah. is why we talk about studies done somewhere. Well, when we talk about behavior in general, 
if uh, there are studies about twins, for example, who are identical twins, so they have exactly the same genes, when they are brought up apart by adoption, they still have some things in common, Mm -hmm. which says that genes have a role to play. Now, this is not 100%. This is not the whole story. Mm -hmm. So what we call about, we call people have predisposition. So genetics might play a role, upbringing will play a role, also, uh, being able to deal with daily life, mm-hmm. you know, we have uh, difficulties. Some people who uh, go to use drugs and alcohol have issues controlling their emotions. So, if they feel frustrated, uh, I don't know if you watch old Arabic movies, but the classic story is that if there is somebody is left by his or her boyfriend, girlfriend, they deal with the breakup by drinking. Mm-hmm. So drinking is a nice, it becomes like a coping mechanism. Yes. So some people cannot regulate their emotions, they just go to drugs to use this. Uh, interestingly, certain, uh, I think Japanese, they have a, a break, they have a chemical reaction in their bodies which make them, if they drink, they have hot flushes, they become nauseated, so because oh. their body cannot process alcohol. So this in itself is a ter- deterrent. So, so oh. people who have that kind of uh, enzymes, the, the kind of deficiency, cannot drink because drinking does not bring them pleasure. It makes mm-hmm. them feel miserable. So that's an interesting information. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sometimes people talk about addictive shop, addiction to shopping, yes. addiction to gambling. And this is where, again, you're trying to fulfill an emptiness inside you. So shopping oh. becomes uh, to the point of trying to bring some comfort. So. Uh, the term for it is retail therapy. Some people will do it every now and then to treat themselves, but it becomes compulsive when the person loses control, when it causes negative consequences to their life. They know that. So despite all this control, lack of control, they still continue with the behavior. Some of them will take loans. They have, they have financial problems, but they can't stop the habit. Okay. So they lead themselves to other problems. Exactly. How can one come out of it, whether it is alcohol, substances, or retail therapy, um, or food addiction for that matter? Is it something um, that needs an external influence, let, let's say a counseling or a psycho? Therapist. Yes, so initially people always talk about willpower. So say, I can, mm. so people will say, traditionally, I am not an addict, I can't stop anytime. Mm. So lots of people who have drinking problem would say this, which is not true because this goes beyond willpower. Right. Once the brain gets into this cycle of addiction, it's difficult to break it on your own. So people will need uh, specialists to deal with this in a diff- depending on the type of addiction. So for example, people who are addicted to drugs and alcohol need to go into detox mm-hmm. to have chemical physically physical, taken from your body. Not taken but given a replacement. There's a system uh-huh. where you gradually replace the the, the medication or the, the substance with another one which has kind of a little less, less harmful. Amount, okay. Yes, and then gradually weaning the body okay. off. Because what happens if people try to step on their own, they experience what we call the withdrawal symptoms, yes. uh, sweating, the increase, but the pains, muscle no. pains, the diarrhea. So it, it varies from substance mm-hmm. to substance. Mm-hmm. So this is where you feel forced to go back and take medication to stop the, 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 the withdrawal mm-hmm. symptoms. Uh, with that, you need to structure your life. What led this person yes. into this habit? And it's interesting, I was talking to a person uh, who stopped drinking, and he said the main challenge 
to me was to continue having friends because all my friends were drinking uh, and when I went back to them they were trying to get you back. back yes and I didn't have other friends to go to so it was between either I become mm -hmm. alone or go back to those people mm -hmm. and uh, so something like that restructuring your life mm -hmm. why am I doing what is what leads the person to develop this new behavior Uh, most of the time it's not easy, mm -hmm. uh, sadly some people develop uh, a career or a chronic situation where they are in and out of prison, life becomes very complicated, frustrated to them and to their family as well. This is one last question I want to ask you because the rest of the family will also go through a lot of stress yeah. uh, as the person suffering and they have to see it every day. And they may not realize it, the individual themselves. Yes. So could there be harm caused to them as well in the long run? Definitely harm is, is caused to the family because as parents they feel they have failed. And actually some, pair, some children with addiction can use this point again so they will, uh, you know, the family will spend lots of money on this person in and out of detox centers. They every time give me another chance. So first chance, second chance, unlimited. So the parents feel, uh, they start to blame themselves. And they also, sometimes they can be part of the denial. So they'll say, my child, so even accepting the news might be difficult. They will deny having this problem because my child is the best. There's no way he's going to do this horrible thing. Mm -hmm. But eventually some parents try, you know, have to deal with it in their own ways. And sadly, I came across families where there is more than one son with addiction. So two or three. And then this is again becoming more and more painful for sometimes the son uh, would die of an overdose, which is very traumatic to the person, right. to the parent. And sometimes, sadly, this can be used as a way of manipulation by the surviving mm. addicted children to say, now you need to spend more on me. Other, do you want me to die like mm. what happened to the to my brother? And it's, it's a serious issue. That's why lots of countries are spending more in. Uh, not just rehab center, but education, education, education. To begin with. Exactly. Uh, Sometimes we talk about peer pressure. Mm -hmm. So if you have bad friends, they can you know, tempt you to try it because it's something fashionable. They can make it sound cool. Now you are yes. a grown up. And then for some people, they might not like it. They move on, mm -hmm. so they don't become an addict. But others who have that Would want to tendency, fit in. Exactly. So wanting mm -hmm. to fit in or maybe it gives them that escape from whatever suffering or emotional right. problems they have. Very interesting. So those are the points to keep in mind. Yes. Be aware uh, whether you are the person who's getting into the addiction or for the family themselves. Is there any steps you'd like to um, inform the rest of the family, any symptoms or signs they should be looking out for? So generally things uh, that's a sudden change in behavior if the youngster is becoming withdrawn, more isolative, secretive, uh, not spending time with the family like before, uh, uh, kind of uh, strange body marks, for example, or uh, neglecting oneself, uh, also being more secretive than usual. So this might not be very specific, but this, uh, because some teenagers become extremely secretive in this behavior but uh, the whole idea is to keep an eye on children and uh, we usually talk about children but sometimes you can come across somebody who's a drug addict who's in his 40 or yeah. he or she so that's another mm -hmm. issue that we're seeing females also and sadly uh, addiction is uh, 
associated with uh, you know, like a theft because they obviously want to fund their habits, so they might start stealing. Uh, some might be engaging in uh, kind of extramarital or sexual relationship to fund the topics, and then they end up with sexual transmission disease, with the two are kind of quite linked. And the whole, you know, the final step is a collapse of the whole family. So keeping a com communication and uh, keeping uh, an open discussion with the children, educating them, because sometimes uh, knowing the details might be deterrent. This is why we come across... Where the source. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, knowing about the harm. So things like, most, sadly, in some countries, they're talking about legalizing cannabis. And talking about cannabis being, uh, you know, like recreational, not necessarily linked, but the scientific basis that you don't know who is more prone. So some people might get away with using some cannabis, but some might develop serious mental health problems. And I've came across teenagers who, after a few puffs, they went into psychosis. So they. Oh to the point of losing their scholarship. So that's again, mm -hmm. these kind of habits usually grow around the uh, beginning of youth and where a person is uh, about to establish their academic life, yes. their you know, job perspective, all of that get destroyed because of this. Yeah. Just because of a habit which becomes an addiction. Well, thank you for joining us today. And uh, that has been a look at addictions right here. Let's talk mental health. I'm Lakshmi Kothanet. I'm Dr. Hamad al-Sinawi. Thank you for joining us with Nasser al-Harasi.